Well, again, welcome to worship this morning. We're glad that you're here with us, either in person or at home, because the best way to start the week is worshiping God, coming into his presence. And thankfully, no matter where we are, all that matters is that we come with a heart ready to worship, ready to honor God. And so as we worship together this morning, there are a few things that I want to lift up. And the first thing is for all students and teachers and, pe- and everyone who works at a school, this Wednesday night from 5 to 6.30 p.m., we're going to have a back-to-school drive-through luau right outside Hart Hall. And so come and get your a school prayer tag that's been prayed over. Come and get a special treat because trust me when I say the entire church office staff was excited when they found out what treat will be served Wednesday night. And so come um, and just have some fun. You can even dress up. You'll see most of us dressed up for it. And so we hope that you'll come and just be prepared um, and be celebrated for this new school year. And then also... This week, I'm going to be putting together some camp bags. And these are bags for those who choose to worship with us either in Heart Hall or at home. And so if you've texted me or just said something to me, I'm going to encourage you this week, email me, because we're going to be putting them together. But in these bags, we're going to cater them to whoever wants them. So we'll have stuff for adults and also stuff for kids. So be sure and let me know so that way all of us can have something to hold on to, to help us hopefully uh, grow in this season and worship wherever we are. And then finally, we will have information next Sunday about what we'll be doing on Wednesday nights in the fall. And so mark your first Sunday, or not first Sunday, first Wednesday of September. And we'll have more information next week about that. But also, I encourage you... um, to continue to reach out to us to let us know how we can be in prayer for you. For those in Heart Hall, I encourage you to write it down on a sheet of paper and drop it in the offering plate as you leave. For those at home, to email or text, because we, we want to know, as always, how we can be in prayer for all of you, especially in these times. And also just encourage you that as you feel led and able to continue to, to give to support the mission ministries that make St. Matthew's who we are. But now, before uh, we turn to today's scripture ring, will you please pray with me? God, we just come before you in this moment, seeking your peace, seeking to lay everything that we may be carrying at your feet. So, Lord, we just come seeking your face. May you open our hearts and our ears that we may receive a word from you and only you because it is in you that we find life. So it's in your son's name that we come trusting this morning. Amen. So I think that all of us have had some experience growing up of standing around a bonfire and sharing stories or roasting s'mores. 
especially in the South, I feel like it's this rite of passage. At some point in our lives, we're going to stand around that bonfire and share stories. Probably as we got older, the stories may have even gotten a little scarier at times. Kind of like as we're a kid, we hear the fairy tales, and then as we get older, we're introduced at times to the originals by the Brothers Grimm, and probably wish we hadn't. Or sometimes, just as we get older, we may hear the same story, but we may see or hear something a little differently. Kind of like today, we're, we're going to be looking at Noah. And as we're growing up and in the church, we so often focus on the ark and the animals and the rainbow and the promise after. And it's this heartwarming story. As we, as we usually get older, we start to, to see some other things in the story. We start to think about what was lost in the flood. There's a lot of questions and conversation that can go around with the story of Noah and the ark. Things that we're not going to get to today. But if you ever want to have a conversation about it, I'd love to talk about it. Instead, I'm going to invite us to just focus on the man Noah pre-flood. As we look at Genesis 6, verses 11 through 22, I'm going to be reading from the message translation because to me it reads a little more like a story that we might hear around a bonfire. So I'm going to invite us all to gather around that bonfire on this wonderfully hot morning. So Genesis 6. As far as God was concerned, the earth had become a sewer. There was violence everywhere. God took one look and saw how bad it was. Everyone corrupt and corrupting, life itself corrupt to the core. God said to Noah, it's all over. It's the end of the human race. The violence is everywhere. I'm making a clean sweep. Build yourself a ship from teak wood. Make rooms in it. Coat it with pitch inside and out. Make it 450 feet long, 75 feet wide, and 45 feet high. Build a roof for it and put in a window 18 inches from the top. Put in a door on the side of the ship and make it and make three decks, lower, middle, and upper. I'm going to bring a flood on the earth that will destroy everything alive under heaven. Total destruction. But I'm going to establish a covenant with you. You'll board the ship, and your sons, your wife, and your sons' wives will come on board with you. You are also to take two of each living creature, a male and a female, on board the ship to preserve their lives with you, to have every species of bird, mammal, and reptile, to have everything so as to preserve their lives along with yours. Also, get all the food you'll need and store it up for you and them. Noah did everything God commanded him to do. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. So I've already admitted that I've never been camping in my entire life. <laughs> because it's not really my comfort zone. I don't really always like the outdoors. But 
my friends who love camping, have convinced me that if we're going to be spending two weeks camping through Hebrews 11, that I need to go camping. And the one piece of advice that all of my friends gave me who, who enjoy camping is that I need to go with someone who is experienced. I need to take a guide with me to show me what to do. Because this tent that I borrowed, my friend who I borrowed it from had to show me how to set it up because otherwise it would be a hot mess on the floor. Because I've just never done that. And they said it's important that you go with someone you trust. Because whenever we do something new that can make us feel a little uncomfortable, it's always good if we trust the guide. Because sometimes they may tell us something that we may think, well, I don't really understand why, but if I trust you, okay. Trust is important. We see in, in today's story with Noah a, a great trust in God. Kate and I were talking Thursday about, you know, the story, about the, the fact that where Noah was, there wasn't really water. Noah could not even begin to conceive what a flood was, let alone a, a boat as, built, as big as the ark he built. God had to give him specific instructions with how to build this boat because it, it, it just was not anywhere or anything that Noah could begin to conceive himself. And then most people think that it probably took 75 to 80 years for Noah to build this ark. And then he and his family get on the boat. And it's not until the seventh day that the rain begins to come. You have to imagine that probably Noah or likely some of his family members were thinking by day five or six, okay, did, did Noah actually hear from God? But every step of the way for all these years, for something so unknown to Noah, he chose to trust. That is such an, an incredible thing. The trust that Noah had in God. But trust isn't always easily given. And sometimes even with God, it's not always easy to trust. Think about where we find ourselves in globally. It can just feel overwhelming and, and sometimes we come with the question of why and we want the, the why answered. Or we can just become almost emotionally numb to, to the numbers and the information, everything going on because we, we just want things to get back to where they were. Because we don't know what's going to come next. can feel hard to trust God. Or for some of us, it may not be about any pandemic that we're in. It may just be about the, the frustrations that we find in normal life. And the frustration with being frustrated. Or for some of us, we, we may just feel exhausted 
especially for parents who may be finding, finding themselves doing a lot more for their kids in these days. How many hats can each of us wear? Things can just feel so uncertain. Or I was talking with someone this week, and ants can probably definitely agree with this. For those who love to hug, it's the question of, well, when can I feel safe hugging someone outside of my immediate family again? When can that piece of who I am return? Or for some, we may just really want that exact instruction that God gave to Noah for our own lives. God, can you show up and tell me step by step what to do? And sometimes when we come with these emotions and these questions, it can be hard to trust. Trust is such a part of faith. Of what do we do? Of where do we go? Of how do we take that next step forward? I'm reminded of a quote from Barbara Brown Taylor this past week. I love it. Faith as trust is not about certainty. So faith as trust is not about being 100%, this is the next step. Or requiring an answer to something. Faith as trust is just the willingness to take that next step, even if we don't really know what we're stepping into. Faith as trust is about trusting God as our guide, God as our shepherd, that our lives may not necessarily, and the path may not be easy. But every step we take with God, that we will feel his presence. And that we know that with God, that, that every step is somehow going to make sense. So what does it mean for each of us to take that next step of trust? Even though most of us probably won't have the same experience as Noah of getting these step-by-step -step instructions, which can feel infuriating, when that's all we really want, it's that next step, clear, clear as everything from God. We do have... We do have guidance from God in Scripture. And often what Scripture reminds us to, to do of how to live requires trust. Like I said a few weeks ago, camping can, can be uncomfortable, but so is faith at times as it calls us to, to forgive, to show compassion, to show mercy, as it calls us to, to put God's desires above our own. 
We have to trust God, to trust his word, to trust that if we pray about it, that if we are, are taking the next step, that that is the most loving. That even if we don't know where we're stepping, that we're going to be okay because God is our guide. So what will that look like for each of us to take that next step of, of trust? What is something that we're seeking guidance in? Because for some of us, taking that next step of trust may look like getting up and feeling frustrated or run down and choosing instead to focus on at least one blessing that is in our life. One thing in our life where we can name the love of God, the presence of God, one thing that we can celebrate and choose to focus on that, to bless God's name for that. For some of us, taking that next step of, of trust may look like giving or asking for forgiveness, which isn't always easy. For some of us, that next step of faith is, is going to be choosing to look at someone with the eyes of Christ and see in each person, especially when we're frustrated, someone who Jesus loved and died for just as he died for us. And taking that next step of trust it may also just be getting up and, and having hope for another day. Or knowing that even in the midst of all this unknown, that new life will come. It may not be what, what we wanted or what we we're used to, but new life is always coming wherever God is at work. That next step is one for each of us to pray about, to discern. But even if we don't feel the clarity of God's voice on decisions we make, on the steps we take, may we trust and know that every step taken, seeking to, to show the heart of God, that God will continue to guide us. And even when we misstep, even when we choose to plant ourselves on the ground and stomp our feet at times, God's not going anywhere. God's still waiting just for us to get back up and take another step. So may each of us, may each of us this day and every day ask ourselves, what is that next step of faithfulness that God is calling us to? And may we trust, trust in the guide we have that every step taken, that God will be with us. God will give us the strength that we need. And his presence when it's hard. Let us pray.